minus 20 seconds. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Denim Dungeon Podcast. I am Brian Rennick, a writer and contributor and editor at 49ers Web Zone and noted Dolphins fan. And I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, the greatest quarterback to ever wear the number 14, especially in Sac State Hornets football history. That is Tim Sprinkles. Tim. Sac State, um, my friend. Yeah, what uh, Humboldt State? That was that was Humboldt State. Humboldt that was State. Humboldt State. Oh my bad. That was Humboldt State. I. It's okay. Oh, so lumberjack. Sorry, greatest lumberjack quarterback uh, to ever wear the number fourteen. Uh, Tim, <clears throat> we uh, did not watch that debacle in Denver. Oh, that's a great man. That's alliteration. I love it. I should have used that somewhere else. Uh, we did not watch that debacle in Denver. Uh, together and i said right before we went live i was grateful for that uh, how about you oh, awful not not excited at all about what i saw on the offensive side of the ball from the 49ers the the defense played extremely well and there is no blame none on that side of the ball no blame for special teams either let's be honest uh player of the game Mitch Wisnowski, uh definitely had a phenomenal game in terms of field position. He just did everything he possibly could to help the defense out. But bottom line, the defense was out there far too long, far too many plays. Time of possession was overwhelmingly in favor of the Broncos. And it just, you know, I said it before the game to you, the run defense is going to be tested with Eric Armstead out it happened and it's if you've ever watched any any heavyweight fight where you know you think about like a mike tyson fight where maybe he doesn't get the knockout blow but he's just landing body blow after body blow and eventually the body caves and that's what happened on that final you know on that that touchdown drive it was just the defense was gassed they had nothing left and Jimmy Garoppolo did everything he possibly could 
to lose that game. It was tragic. Tragic. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a game with a final score of 11 to 10. So it's kind of like the 49ers, or I would say it's kind of like the Giants lost to the Colorado Rockies, right? Like that's a baseball score. That is not that is yep. not a football score. I uh, I thought that that could have been the, the first time in NFL history. Turns out it's not. So that's Bummer. not even special. So that you can't even hang your hat on that. Um, yeah, the, the 49ers defense forced 10 punts, which is the most punts they recorded by an opponent against the Niners since 2016. Right? They had yeah. eight, eight three and outs. Ugh. Eight. And the offense scored 11 points. I'm sorry, 10 points. The, the Broncos offense scored nine nine right? and then and then jimmy garoppolo as uh as you saw in our uh our thumbnail for this episode uh, gave them two more when he dan orlovsky himself out of the back of the end zone uh to which you created a new term for jimmy garoppolo that i'd like uh i'd like you to share here um <laughs> i don't even do know if i can say it now i don't on? even know if i can say it out loud it's jimmy garlovsky Garolovsky. Yeah, it's like right, which is what his performance was. It's just perfect, right? Jimmy Garolovsky. That's his new name because it's so bad. But think about it like this: it was, uh, and here's the thing: it was either a safety or a pick six. So we got the lesser of two evils, right? So yeah, I mean, any play where your best outcome is a safety um tells you all you need to know about the play but yeah if 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 he hadn't stepped out of the end zone that was a an interception returned one yard for a touchdown by the denver broncos defense so you know colin coward 49ers better off with jimmy garoppolo coming out and making that statement mid game against the seattle seahawks after trey lance breaks his ankle and then Colin Cowherd comes out today and just excuse after excuse after excuse for Jimmy Garoppolo. I used to genuinely enjoy listening to the herd and listening to Colin Cowherd. And it is embarrassing how much he has absolutely destroyed his reputation because Trey Lance dated his daughter and then stopped dating his daughter. It's just, it's pathetic. It genuinely is is pathetic. And anybody, anybody who thought that the 49ers were better off with Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, I hope they watched that game last night because Jimmy Garoppolo told you exactly where they were with Jimmy Garoppolo, which is nowhere. Not right now. I'm not excited. Not uh, again, look, I, I try to be as much of a realistic optimist as possible. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo not participating in camp, not playing in any preseason games, not playing in week one. Is there any sort of pass or any sort of forgiveness in regards to his performance in week three? I think like you get, there's maybe a sliver of hope left. There's not a lot maybe they can pull it together and be better. Yes, teams have bad weeks. Did Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers light it up? No. It 
it happens on occasional weeks. Is the Denver Broncos defense good? Yeah, they are. I'm, I have concerns not just with Jimmy Garoppolo's performance and how he's going to be able to perform for the remainder of the season. I'm starting to question a little bit of Kyle Shanahan, if I'm being honest. And it's not in the sense that he's not a genius and he's not an incredible play caller, but I feel like he's trying to fit a, a square peg into a round hole with Jimmy Garoppolo. It seems to me if you go back and the only times that Jimmy Garoppolo seems to be seems to perform really well is when it, it just becomes the game plan is not for him. It, the, the offense is extremely vanilla, very basic, and it's a, a go out and react, Jimmy, and just play. As soon as Jimmy Garoppolo tries to incorporate Kyle Shanahan's scheme, go through his reads, we find things like the pass. Ooh, spicy. We, <laughs> ooh, it, it, I mean, and, and everyone saw Debo Samuel running down the sideline who was wide open. No one within 15 yards of him. All he has to do is throw it in his zip code, not over Salem like he does all the time. And it's a walk-in touchdown. And yes, did he leave some points on the board? Absolutely. 49ers should have won? Absolutely. But this game shouldn't even have been close. And you let a team like the Denver Broncos hang around, who has a phenomenal defense, they're playing at home, mile high, and they have Russell Wilson as their quarterback, eventually he's going to get the better of you. And he did. There was no question that despite Russell Wilson having not a great game, he was clearly the better quarterback on the field. Clearly. Sure, but that was a low bar. It's it is what it is. This is what the 49ers season is, though. Like if you're going into it every week now thinking that the 49ers are going to score 25 plus points, then sorry, like you're going to have a long season ahead of you. This is a team that's going to have to win with defense and they're going to have to figure out a better way to run the ball. And I think they're going to have to go with your guy at some point. I love Jeff Wilson Jr., but he's not a number one back. He's a he's a he's a number two back. They got to go with Jordan Mason. Period. Yeah, you know, I think I think the problem with with Jordan Mason, or, or at least the problem that Kyle Shanahan sees with Jordan Mason, uh, and and he said this after the Bears game, where he said that uh, Ty Davis Price, right, who is currently injured, uh, he said Ty Davis Price and Jordan Mason have to get better without the ball in their hands, which you know can be interpreted many ways but for the most part you you look at that and you go all right so basically what he's saying is they don't trust either one of those guys as blockers right uh in the past game which means that you can't have them on the field uh consistently uh because if you don't trust them to block uh in the backfield uh then if they're on the field then that's a key to the defense that this is a run right and so i don't I mean, hopefully that gets better. Um, you know, I, I joked with you uh, right before we went live that uh, the, that Jordan Mason led the 49ers with seven yards per carry because he got one carry for seven yards. But it was on that one carry where you see just what they have in this guy as far as a runner. Now, again, if Kyle Shanahan can't trust him, in the passing game 
not as a not as a pass catcher because that is actually one of his strengths. That's one of the reasons why people thought that he could be the third down back for the 49ers because he does have tremendous hands and he is great. He is a great receiver out of the backfield. But if you can't trust him to pick up a blitz or or whatever the case may be, then like I said, you can't have him on the field because you can't just tip your hand every time he's out there that we've got a run coming. And so I would love to see him see the field more. It just feels like what we're looking at is Marlon Mack, who they signed to the active roster last week, didn't see any action in this game, but I imagine they're trying to get him up to speed as quick as possible. And then they have Tevin Coleman now on the practice squad, which obviously is not exciting, but at the very least, Kyle Shanahan trusts him. So as much as I would love to see Jordan Mason, and and, and perhaps we will, before Elijah Mitchell gets back uh, or hopefully even before Ty Davis price gets back. I'm just not sure. And so there really wasn't, if you take out the two long runs by Jeff Wilson, right? So Jeff Wilson had 12 rushes for 75 yards, but if you take out the two long runs, uh, one for 37 and one for, um, I can't remember the exact number on the, on the other one, right? 37 being the longest rush of Jeff Wilson's career. If you take those two rushes out, 49ers runners, right? And that includes Debo Samuel, 49er runners rush the ball 15 times for 33 yards. Not good. Number defense. That's and 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 in this world where Kyle Shanahan is dependent upon the run to do anything else, if the run isn't working you have you have effectively defeated this Kyle Shanahan offense because Jimmy Garoppolo isn't going to beat you with his arm. And that's what the Denver defense told you their game plan was. They came into this game and they said, look, you are going to have to beat us with Jimmy Garoppolo's arm. And they were not afraid that the 49ers would be able to do that. And they were proven yeah. right. Yeah, it was... It's it's I think it's real simple at this point. And I think the the Los Angeles Rams proved it in the NFC Championship game last year. They said we're going to make Jimmy Garoppolo beat us throwing over the top. And mm-hmm. I I mean that even the one completion he had to Debo Samuel who was open by a mile if he throws it accurate accurately mm-hmm. Debo Samuel runs that into the end zone. He left Yeah. Two scores because I don't think the 49ers scored on that possession. So no, they left point, they left points on the board. Two touchdowns in this game. At that point, if they score on those drives, it's not even close, and Denver shuts it down. Like there's no doubt in my mind the defense plays better. The entire game changes because Denver isn't like they're not one score away. And I'm just I'm just frustrated. Like it. I kind of shifted away from having expectations at this point for the 49ers to be at least early in the season. The first third of the season for me is is going to be just I'm going to I'm going to watch, I'm going to be a fan, I'm going to analyze the game, I'm going to critique it, but I'm not going to go into it with expectations that the 49ers are going to run the table from here on out because let's face it, they're they're one and two. Yes, they're only a game back in the division, whatever. But it just seems like the Los Angeles Rams 
and the San Francisco 49ers are heading in two different directions. The Rams stumbled out of the out of the gate, and they've been getting better, it seems like, each week. They seem like they've been progressing. The 49ers took a huge step back, and the, the only team they've beaten is the Seahawks, who lost to the Falcons. Yeah. So there's not much there that gives me any sort of encouragement that this season is just going to start going going upwards in a positive trend. I, Trent Williams. I mean, look at all the people that are hurt. Trent Williams. Yeah. Hurt. I, we, do we know the extent right now? You ready? I mean, you ready? It's mo- it's Monday night. I, so I, I tweeted I tweeted this out earlier today. I'm going to read this to you um, because it really is um, kind of a just a microcosm of what it's like to be a 49ers fan right now. Um, since the beginning of camp, okay, the 49ers have lost to either extended uh, week-long uh, injuries or season-ending injuries. They have lost QB1, left tackle one, center one, two, depending on what you think Daniel Brunskill's role on this on this team was going to be. Tight end one, running back one, running back three, weak side linebacker one, Aziz Alshair is out at least eight weeks with an MCL sprain, and free safety one, being Jimmy Ward. Uh, Jimmy Ward and Jason Verrett are um, eligible to, to start practicing with the team after next week's game against the Rams, right? That will be the first four weeks of the season. They're eligible to come back and practice. Don't know what that looks like for Jason Verrett. Uh, Shanahan said on his conference call today that he is hoping that Brunskill starts this week to help out on the interior. I don't know if that means coming in for Spencer Burford because they are playing the Los Angeles Rams and Daniel Brunskill's Aaron Donald's daddy. Um, and so perhaps that's what he means. Or he could mean it's it's the Jake Brendel experiment is over, which seems like it should be. Right. I asked you during the game last night, they they had that fumbled snap. And I said, is that Jimmy's fault? Is that Brendel's fault? Well, Shanahan came in as you said it was Jimmy's fault. It still looks like Jimmy's fault. Shanahan on his conference call threw Brendel under the bus and said it was Brendel's fault because he has yet he simply simply refuses to uh, lay any blame or accountability at the feet of his quarterback, which, by the way. Trey Lance came out week one after they laid that clunker in Chicago and said, you know what? That's on me guys. Like that's, that's on me. I, I, I didn't make plays. I made too many bad plays, bad decisions. That's on me. I've got to get better. Jimmy Garoppolo came out after that pile of shit that he laid on the field in Denver and said, you know what? I'm not here to make excuses, but this is really my first week with the guys and we just got to get back in rhythm. Um, I'm sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, are you new to this franchise? Did you, are you a street free agent that just came in and started a game with only a week with these guys? Or have you been here since 2000 and friggin' 17? I'm sorry, buddy. The excuse of, uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't get a full camp. Um, I didn't get a lot of practice. I didn't get the playbook. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Is is the playbook is the playbook that different 
from the last five seasons that you've been here? Come on, what man. Like for, for, just 47 games. Is it 47 games? Something like that. Uh, it might be more than that, but I, 47 it, sounds oh. around what it is. The amount he's been injured. It definitely sounds accurate. I just sakes. need you to step to the microphone, raise your hand and go, you know what guys? That was on me. That was, I, that was unacceptable. That performance was God awful. I have got to be so much better. I will be better. We'll get this corrected. Let's move forward. That's all I need from you. Like, even, even if I don't believe that, which I don't, I at least mm -hmm. hear it from you. I at least hear you say, this is on me. But to throw excuses out and then to have Kyle Shanahan throw Brendel under the bus for a Jimmy Garoppolo error, like, come on, guys. Like, the friggin' defense came to the podium last night and said, Fred Warner said, you know what? We've got to be better. Fred. I don't know that you could be better. How can you be better? You allowed a one touchdown in the fourth quarter. Why? Because you were on the field for way the hell too long because Jimmy Garoppolo and the offense couldn't get their head out of their ass. Like, what are you, what are you taking accountability for? You know why you're taking accountability? Because you're a leader. That's why I get that. I respect the hell out of that. Fred Warner, I think Nick Bosa said the same thing. We got to be better. We got to play a full four quarters. Hey, you know what? I love it. I love it. But I'm sorry. I hope someone from your side of the ball fought Jimmy Garoppolo last night because that's what he deserved. <laughs> uh, I, I did look it up. It is 47 starts for Jimmy Garoppolo. So there's no excuse in regards to uh, he's not new to the system. Nothing no. is like there's nothing different. So. He had last week to kind of get his feet under him. He had an entire week of practice. There's no excuse. Primetime game in front of the entire nation. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, you have the opportunity to put on a show, be efficient, be a leader, be a winner. That's what they call you, right? Mm -hmm. He wants a new contract next year. He needs to do his job. And I don't think any team walked away from last night watching that game going, you know what? We should have traded for him. Like, I think Washington, despite <laughs> Carson Wentz's, like, you know, it, yeah, he had Carson a similar performance. They're both bad, but I don't think that that the commanders are are sitting there like, we'd be so much better with Garoppolo. Even the Seahawks, like, would they be better? I don't I don't know. I, I don't think that there's much of a market for Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not quite sure. Unless he shows dramatic improvement and things really improve, I don't know if he's a starter in the NFL anymore. It just seems like he's a different guy than 2017 slash 2019. Those are the two years where he was starter caliber. And now it just feels like the rest of the team has to win despite Jimmy Garoppolo, not because of him. Well, and, and I get it you, in the playoffs, you have a built-in excuse, right? You had an injury. I get that. Hard to argue against that. What's your argument? What's your what's your excuse now outside of trying to say I I don't I don't have the rhythm with my guys. I didn't get to train. Was Debo Samuel here last year? Was Brandon Ayuk here last year? Was George Kittle here last year? Was Kyle Yushek here last year? Like these are your pass catchers. Was Jawan Jennings here last year? Yeah. 
The answer is yes. All of those guys were here last year. So miss me with that bullshit excuse because it's it doesn't hold water at all. At all. Just man up, nut up, take accountability, and like I said, move forward. Because I'll tell you what, very similar to what we have heard from Richard Sherman and KJ Wright over this last week about Russell Wilson, right? Richard Sherman had KJ Wright, his former teammate, on his podcast to talk about essentially why they don't like Russell Wilson. And it and it was considerably about the narrative uh, that Russell Wilson was the one that you know, got that team to where they were as opposed to the defense. And not only that, but Pete Carroll gave Russell Wilson some, I guess, special treatment, if you will. And very much like Shanahan, really often refused to 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 hold Wilson accountable. And now all of a sudden, here you are. You, you are, I don't even want to say arguably, you are the best defense in the NFL with the best defensive coordinator in the NFL. I'm sorry, D'Amico Ryans has ascended to the best co defensive coordinator in the NFL uh, level, at, at least in my eyes. And 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 the the speed with which he has is absolutely staggering. Like it's it's incredible. And now you've got your offensive genius head coach who put ten points up on the board when you forced 10 punts and eight three and outs and forced three fumbles that you didn't have the luck to recover, right? Eventually they're going to start, they're going to get upset. And, and, and I don't think that will end up in the, in the media because this team is, is better than that. in in my opinion, but I, I mean, I don't I, I didn't hear a ton of the defensive guys cape for Jimmy Garoppolo when it came to him coming back, right? It, it it was a lot of the offensive guys and then a lot of the media, right? But mm -hmm. imagine being Charvarius Ward and just playing your ass off and then walking off that field with a loss because the guy playing quarterback for your team just exposed his ass to the national TV audience like I'd be infuriated. I would be infuriated because to me, that means that you were wholly unprepared for what yep. you were supposed to do that night. And there's no excuse for that in the NFL. Not for a, what, eight-year vet, right? This is year eight for Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you know, do you know how yeah. crucified Trey Lance would have been if any one of those things happened in the game, let alone all of them? Yeah. It's true. That's true. The narrative isn't the same, and I don't understand why Kyle Shanahan comes to Jimmy Garoppolo's defense at the moment. Is I mean, it is I, I honestly can't even make anything up. Like I'm trying to think of of some way or some reason that like it is he there any reason why up. Kyle Shanahan would would he say would he say like if if Jimmy Garoppolo, like if he gets on Jimmy Garoppolo, there's zero reason for Jimmy Garoppolo to buy in, and the season's wasted. He has to do everything he possibly can to lift Jimmy up in terms of 
his confidence in terms of I back him. He's my guy this year. Like he's been forced into that situation. So back him. Otherwise, Jimmy, but Jim, that doesn't seem like Jimmy's character. That doesn't seem like the guy that he is. It doesn't. And also playing for a new contract and playing and auditioning for a new team. Isn't enough for Jimmy Garoppolo (laughs) to to put his best foot forward and put, put his best film out there. Like you need, you need your head coach to gas you up and, and, and say things in, in press conferences. Like Jimmy's one of the better throwers of the football on this planet. No, he's not. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Jimmy Garoppolo is very, very good at a, at a few things throwing the football. If you need the ball out quickly, Boom. sure. If you, if you yep. need the ball out in between the hashes, in between like under 20 yards with a lane, good. Good for him. But anytime he has to throw and his ability to move in the pocket and and find a little seam. I mean, we saw it. I mean, it, it took the first series for the first ball batted down at the line of scrimmage and by DJ Jones, who, by the way, had a really good game. Like yeah, 49ers missed that guy. I missed that guy so much. Yeah. That dude is a stud. Um, 100%. But yeah, Jimmy Gr- Ball's batted down all the time. Anytime he throws outside the hash, I thought that was a pick six at the end of the game. I mean, do you remember when he threw that out? I think it was to Juwan Jennings, and it looked like the Denver uh, corner undercut it, and he was just going to pick it and go go for six, and somehow it he completed the ball. Like, for any other quarterback in the league, you there's a throw like that, and you go, oh, yeah, he'll complete it. With Jim, when Jimmy threw it immediately outside the hash, you cringe and you go, "Oh God, it's a pick six. That it shouldn't be that way." And then Jimmy showcased the fact that he's just not good down the field. And even on his completion, Debo Samuel has to slow down, backpedal, catch it, and he's tackled and falls almost immediately. Where he catches that in stride, even if he has to slow down just a little bit, and he catches it in stride. He's probably off to the races and scores a touchdown. Like it, there's not a lot that Jimmy Garoppolo does well throwing the football. But if you specifically ask him to do something he's really good at, then it looks really pretty and it's really good. Well, and I, I did text you during the game, and I did say Jimmy Garoppolo does throw a pretty ball. It's a tight spiral. Like it looks nice in the air. It it really does, especially, mm-hmm. well, maybe not not as deep balls, right? But but those those throws that he makes you know that that has that has earned him his money um they're pretty right they're a tight spiral they look better than than the ball coming out of Trey Lance's hand like I will admit that doesn't make it better it just makes it pretty and then like you said uh short and intermediate decent right although last night throwing high throwing wide throwing behind right his accuracy was not there which is what is supposed to make him a, a a serviceable quarterback, right? Is his quick release and his accuracy. That is what is supposed to be his game. If if he doesn't have that, he has no game. He has no game if he doesn't have those. And he didn't have them last night. Now, one of the, that one of the things the case? I was going to say one of the things you have to like take note of is the Denver Broncos were really good last night defensively in game planning and defending those bubble screens to Debo Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and instead of rushing the 
the outside defender play side he comes out and he jumps in the passing lane and he's making Jimmy Garoppolo throw high and what Jimmy missed three times high on passes that should have been completed and could have had yards after the catch. It's going to be interesting to me how Kyle and Jimmy like counter this new way of, of defending the bubble screen. Cause now they're not trying to defend Debo. They understand that Jimmy Garoppolo isn't the most athletic an accurate guy throwing off a platform that's not like where he's not comfortable. He's not great at switching arm angles. So Jimmy Garoppolo throws over the top, almost three quarters, maybe a little more in between three quarters and fully over the top. That's his like, if he doesn't have line of sight, he's not accurate to his guy, even in very short yardage situations. So it's, I mean, this is going to be very interesting to see because they're not going to go away from it. As the year progresses, that's a staple of Kyle Shanahan. And obviously it's a staple of what Jimmy can do. So how are the, how are the 49ers going to counter that situation? Right. You know, what are they going to do when every defense that plays them stacks the box and, and, and crowds the middle of the field? What are they going to do? What answers do they have? I don't know. I, I, I genuinely don't because that's that's the blueprint for beating the 49ers and and this offense and the other issue right now is that they don't have the speed in the backfield to get to the edges for those outside zones right this running game is is dependent upon explosive runs and you don't tend to get those explosive runs between the tackles right they tend to be on the edges and and i have to wonder I have to wonder if the preponderance of this offense being run in the NFL, right? It's run so many places now, San Francisco, Green Bay, the Rams, the Jets, the Dolphins, um, the Vikings, the Vikings, the Browns. Uh, I'm, I'm probably missing somebody, right? But we're at seven right now, right? In a, in a, in a league of 32, when almost 20% of the teams are running a variation of the offense that you're trying to run, Mm -hmm. defensive coordinators are going to figure out how to defend that. And it really does seem like they have. And part of that and part of the issue right now is that teams are not biting on a lot of the stuff they used to bite on because they've seen it enough that it's no longer, it, it, it no longer plays with their eyes as much as it used to. It is in Miami, but it is in Miami because Miami has the fastest damn team in the NFL. They've got Raheem Mostert in the backfield. They've got uh, Chase Edmonds in the backfield. They've got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on the outside. These are dudes that are faster than everybody else on the field. River right? Craycraft. River Craycraft hive. Rise up. River Craycraft. with Was that the go-ahead touchdown yesterday? I believe it uh, was. Wasn't it? I, I don't Regardless, know. I, I, I wasn't watching Regardless, the game, but they don't River. win that game without that River Craycraft touchdown, right? So what what are your what are your counters, right? And you can't tell me that your counter is QB power. <laughs> That's not enough. That's not enough. And but the other thing is if you if you look at a lot of of what we saw in uh, last night, it I 
outside of Kyle Shanahan choosing Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm hard pressed to blame Kyle Shanahan for last night. As much as I, you know, as much as I was snarky on the timeline, I was on a heater last night. I'll, I'll like on Twitter. It was, it was a banner night for me uh, in terms of just tweeting through what amounted to the rage that I was feeling inside of me. And it manifested itself in some, really passive aggressive snark on the timeline including what i consider you know my you know genuinely my best work uh of uh you know uh, of any kind of of meme making in in my in my life on twitter uh in which i uh i i i created this bad boy here as a matter of fact i actually updated it but i'll share this one um, but I updated this, uh, and I actually have uh, a little photo of Kyle Shanahan, uh, right here. So it's Kyle Shanahan, uh, and, and Mike McDaniel there, but, um, but there <laughs> Kyle Posey of Niners nation, uh, posted a clip of all of the yards left on the field by Jimmy Garoppolo simply because he cannot for the life of him process what's happening on the field. Uh, to the point where he underthrew Debo for what should have been a touchdown. Still was a completed pass, but that should have been a touchdown. Completely ignored Debo on what would have been the easiest damn touchdown in the world uh, early in the game. And the same thing with Brandon Ayuk, because on this play, Brandon Ayuk uh, uh, is lined up in the slot. George Kittle is lined up at, uh, at tight end, right? Inline tight end. And uh, at the snap of the ball, Kittle runs a slant and Ayuk is running just what amounts to a seam route in, from the slot. And right when Kittle breaks for that slant, the safety who would have been responsible for Brandon Ayuk immediately crashes towards Kittle because he knows that's where the ball is going because it's in the middle of the field and he doesn't have to worry about what's happening behind him because he knows Jimmy Garoppolo isn't it throwing isn't throwing it down there and all of a sudden you just see Brandon Knight just just wide the hell open and Jimmy Garoppolo has already uh decided to try and throw it to George Kittle in what amounted to double coverage and that is that's the issue right teams are not respecting Jimmy Garoppolo at all right you could essentially play within 15 yards of the line of scrimmage and be fine because he's not going to go deep. It happens so infrequently that I had to tweet out, Hey, you know what? I'm really, it wasn't complete, but I'm glad Jimmy Garoppolo took that shot down the field when he, when he, when he took a shot to, I think, was it Danny gray? I think it was right. Fell incomplete. Terrible pass ended up out of bounds, right? As he's streaking down the sideline, but it happened so infrequently that I had to tweet out like, Hey, it wasn't complete, but I like to see Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, at least airing it out a little bit. And then it's like he made that one. He he threw that one pass. It was god awful. And he's like, well, better not do that again. It's just where do we go from here? That's the thing. That's the question that I don't have an answer to. Tim, where do we go from here as a quarterback? Where does Jimmy Garoppolo go from here as somebody who has played the position? What is it that you see that that? I know you said earlier you don't have any hope. Here's the thing, though. Here's here's where here's where I will say here's the silver lining. 49ers play in the NFC. If you look at the landscape of the NFC, it's it's bleak. 
right? The Eagles head and shoulders above everyone else right now. Three and zero look incredible. That that roster looks really talented. Uh, Jalen Hurts is playing really really well. Uh, AJ Brown is a beast for them. Their offensive line is arguably the best in the NFL. Their defense is playing fine. Um, they're three and zero. Outside of that, the Packers, their offense doesn't look great. Their defense looks good. Same with the Bucks, right? The Bucks are a defensive team right now, just like the Packers. As uh, but the difference between the Bucks and the Packers is the Bucks just have guys that are missing that will be back. The Packers just don't have the guys, right? Their two best players are their running backs. Uh, outside Ooh. of that, they've got you know wide receivers like Christian Watson. I like, who, I like Dobbs. I like them, but I and uh, I re- sure. I really like Dobbs. Sure, I think I think uh, it Dobbs doesn't seem like Aaron Rodgers does though. Well, he's not knows, getting him the ball. Who knows what Aaron Rodgers likes? Because DMT. There it is. Um, <laughs> but so I mean, you you do you do bring up an interesting point. And before I get to where does Jimmy Garoppolo go from here, where do the 49ers go offensively? You're right. When you look at at the East, the Eagles are the clear favorite. When you look at the South, the Bucks are the clear favorite. When you look at the North, Sure, it's a battle between the Packers and the Vikings. Probably one of those teams is going to get but hey, win the don't, division. Don't don't discount those Lions. Those Lions look really good on offense. They're I'll, exciting I'll, so far. I'll discount the Lions because oh I my just don't, goodness, I don't think that they have what it takes to to finish out the year and make the playoffs. So you have, in my opinion, Packers Vikings as mm-hmm. division winner wild card team, mm-hmm. and then in the West. Because we have we've covered the east, the south, the north. Now we have the west. Mm-hmm. Ram, Rams are probably a clear favorite, right? And now you get into the mix and the muck of the rest of the teams. And yeah, the 49ers, a nine win season could get the 49ers a wild card. I, yeah, I think a losing record gets one team a wild card in the NFC. That's how bad the NFC is right now. And that's on a 17 game schedule. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Eight, nine, seven, and 10. I think we're going to see an eight, nine, or seven and ten team as the seventh, as the seventh seed in the NFC. I just oh. based on the first. Well, see three now weeks. you say, you say that, and the Lions definitely could win. Seven that's my point. That's that's my point. Fair, fair. I'll give you that. Yeah. So, do the 49ers still have an opportunity? No, the season's not lost. Are no. all of like yes? Everyone's down. Everyone's upset. Everyone's depressed because they gave away a game. They gave away two games. The 49ers honestly should be three and zero. They're better than the 100%. Bears. There's no question 100%. about it. The monsoon even things out, and when the weather is that terrible, it is what it is. They beat the 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 really terrible Seahawks, but they lost Trey Lance, and then they went into Denver. Their defense played lights out. Gave them every opportunity to win. And the 49ers basically stepped ran out of the, the back of the end zone. zone. It just <laughs> ran, ran away from a win. Retreat. But I I I think it's I, so Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan Kyle Shanahan has to I here's what he has to like he has to check the door and offense I want to run isn't going to get the job done this year. And if he has another losing record, like if the 49ers win six games this year, are we talking about it's time to find a new coach in Santa Clara? Do the San Francisco 49ers need somebody else at the helm? I I don't know. Like it's, it's a possibility. I think if Kyle Shanahan has just lays a turd of a season, 
because he's too stubborn to understand that the offense he wants to run went away in week two with a broken leg and a dislocated ankle. So now adapt to the player you have. Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy who apparently when he's, when he's out there and he says pressure's off, he just gets to play. You watch him go out, almost play backyard football, right? Quick passes where we have choice routes from receivers, nothing seriously deep. And occasionally, and occasionally you have to take a deep shot. I, that, that is my conservative way of saying that's the best chance the 49ers have to be successful on the offensive side of the ball. And, and let's be, let's just be real. If the 49ers don't get an outside zone running game going, I don't think Jeff Wilson's the answer. I love him to death, but no. I think he's a he's a he's a different pace of back. So it's either gonna it's gotta be Mason or maybe it's Mac. I don't know, but they're gonna have to establish something. Yeah. Otherwise, if the running Mitchell, game doesn't go. Yeah. Yeah. Mitchell's got six more weeks left at least before he comes back. And Tevin Coleman's yeah. not the answer. Let's just be real. Tevin Coleman hasn't been the answer for years. And even when question. in 2019, <laughs> when, when it was Tevin Coleman, Raheem, Mo, like when we had him in the backfield as a consistent carrier of the football, mm -hmm. he was that change of pace. He was the guy that would get two yards, three yards, a very hard runner, a tough carry. And he hit the yeah. linebackers different. He was the guy at the end of the game guys were going in for arm tackles instead of trying to body up somebody because they were just worn out by the end of the game. That's not going to be your guy. Like you, you don't have like Jeff Wilson's that guy. Tevin Coleman's that guy. We don't know what kind of a guy Mason seems like. He's a guy that has a burst and can hit a hole hard and can, can electrify the run game. But like you pointed out earlier, if Kyle doesn't trust him to do all parts of the job, it doesn't really matter. He's not going to see time because we know Kyle's really, really stubborn with his players. Like he needs to see guys outside of the quarterback be very well-rounded in their position, do all of the little things right. By the way, Jordan Mason runs a four six forty. But and here's the thing: is it is it? It's not the four. Like you say that, and people go, "Oh, that's a slow running back." How quickly does he get to four six? And I think that's the piece of where you, a lot of people can look at the analytics of the game and they can look at stats and they can look at his 40 time, but there are certain players that, that get to full speed faster than others. There are guys that can navigate through a hole as a running back and they can put their foot in the ground and they can go from picking a spot to full speed running with power instantly. And the guys that have that, it doesn't matter if you're a 4-6 guy or you're a Raheem Mostert 4-3 guy. If you can get to full speed, you're going to make guys miss. And I think Mason Mason demonstrated that in the preseason. And I like a seven-yard carry on his one chance. Give that guy more. Give him more of a chance. Like, what do you have to lose at this point? You, there's not much. That's the, that's the frustrating part is it's like, again – you can't look at this game and go, sure, next week we're going to trot out the same thing and hope that for a different result. Like, you got to get some other guys in there, right? A Marlon Mack, a Jordan Mason. Like, let's, let's, let's figure something else out, right? Because if you don't, 
you're going to have another game like you had this past week. Listen, if the 49ers beat the Rams on Monday Night Football, they are 2-2, and and they are at the top of the NFC West. Again, silver lining. But you also play the Chiefs, who lost to the Colts. I don't understand what happened there. You play the Chargers, who got boat raced by the Jaguars. So some of these games that will still likely be difficult, I don't think there's a team that the Bills lost this weekend, right, to the Dolphins. And the Bills dominated that game and still ended up losing to my Miami Dolphins, right? But <laughs> legitimately, I, if I had time today, I thought about going to buy a Dolphins hat uh, just to wear it, just to... <laughs> just to just to wait but i might order a ray finkel miami dolphins jersey i just might i just might i might order a mike mcdaniel uh dolphins jersey i that i i straight up straight up i i have no problem admitting i'm i am in love with that man swaggy mcdaniel like that dude i'm in love with that dude i love him so much i miss him so much can can anybody's stock be rising more than McDaniel's no. right now? No, because not only is he three and zero with the Dolphins, there's already talk about well, was it Kyle Shanahan or was it Mike McDaniel? Right, that was really the brains behind uh, this offense. And and because yeah. here's the thing, Mike McDaniel has been with Kyle Shanahan at every stop where he was an offensive play caller. Every yeah. single one. Mike McDaniel was a part of his staff. Yeah. Let, Now's the first it. time that he's not. And look what's happening in Miami and look what's happening in San Francisco. It's hard not to draw some, some conclusions. They could be premature and they could be wrong, but it's hard not to draw some. Everything points to McDaniel being very successful in Miami. I really like what they have going on down there in Miami. Like, congratulations, Mike McDaniel. Like, well done. Now, let's not put the cart before the horse, okay? He's still got a, a very tough, a very tough division with the Buffalo Bills. Sure. Patriots are always going to be tricky. And, you know. I don't know about this year. Well, I mean, did you see Mac Jones, the picture of him <laughs> being carried off the field? <laughs> so, the one that, the one that, uh, that uh Sid the catfish on Twitter uh oh. tweeted and said that was what how she felt having to watch Jimmy Garoppolo as quarterback next week. She, she that hey she's been on she was on, on a heater fire. too. Yeah, she's been on fire the last 48 hours. Just yeah, hilarious. If you don't follow yeah. Sid the catfish on Twitter, you should do yourself a favor and follow that individual because for you sure. will you'll get a kick, you'll get a laugh, no doubt about you'll get that. Some laughs for sure. Yeah, by the way, real quick, Jordan Mason, uh, 1.57 uh, 10-yard split and a 2.64 20-yard split with a 4.58 official 40-yard uh, dash time. So does have some explosion in there for sure. But again, not but, that not that same breakaway long speed that you were used to seeing with guys like Matt Breida and Mostert. Mostert and yeah. I mean, even Mitchell's. So, is elusive and, and it's quick, right? yeah. but, but, but here's the other piece. And it's like, you got to look less at the splits. And this is sort of like when you've played, like it's a different monster when you play with pads on, 
Like it, it sure. just, it is, there's more weight on your body. You move differently when guys are coming at you, like a 40 yard dash is one thing, like you're running straight down the field and it is strictly about how quickly do you get off? What is your form? Do you keep your head low? Do they you explode out low? What's that? So they have pills for that. Yes. How quickly you get off. <laughs> <laughs> However, you put, you put pads on a guy, uh-huh. you put, you put weight, your helmet, shoulder pads, everything that else comes along with it. And then you put guys coming at him and there's one player and I'm not comparing Mason to this guy. When you say the best to ever do it was Jerry Rice. Like the guy was not a burner, sure. but this was a, this was a guy who understood when to exp- like when to explode out of his break, when to go full speed. And you never saw the guy get caught from behind ever. And f- for the fact, never, that, never. Right. And so he understood for some reason, his body was able to be as fast as he possibly could be in a game, in the right situation, in the right moment. There are guys that have that. I'm hoping Jordan Mason has some of that. He could be a guy that is just explosive. You put the pads on, you put guys flying at him, and he gets to the very top of what his body is able to do in a game. You watch guys that can just sprint lights out who are faster than, you know, four, three, 40 time. And they just don't have it in the game. Well, and let's, and let's face it. You got rid of a guy you drafted in the third round last year in favor of this guy. Let's get him some touches, man. Let's get him on the field. Like yeah. you, you were the one that made that decision. You were the one that decided you would rather have this kid than, the third round pick you had last year. So there's obviously something you see in him. And while there may be holes in his game, what do you have to lose at this point? Nothing. You have nothing to lose at this point. Just get him on the field and see what you got. My goodness. Hey, you're saying 49ers got rid of Trey Sermon. You mean the Philadelphia Eagle Trey Sermon? Is he seeing time on the field? I don't think he's seen time just okay. yet. However, if he is with the Eagles, I can guarantee you that for some odd reason, he's going to be, he's going to have a breakout. Like he'll be fine. I now it's, it's going to happen. The other question you, you here's, here's the happen. other question. It, was he, or was he not Jalen hurts his teammate at Oklahoma? I believe that he was. I think he was. Yeah. Cause he transferred to o- Ohio state from Oklahoma. So, I think I think that's part of the appeal for them was that you know hurts they were they were teammates, which means that they likely brought him in for the same reason that I think Kyle Shanahan brought him in initially, which was running option plays with Trey Lance, and for whatever reason, that never came to fruition, uh, even this offseason, even though Trey was Dude, you know running QB options. Talk, talk about a guy that that has just been like like. How about like Jalen Hurts needs some props like that dude. I was not on the Hurts train. Like, I'll be real. Like, I didn't think he was going to be a success in the NFL. And that dude has just he has done amazing. Yeah. You know what he got that Trey Lance didn't time on the field reps snaps time on the field. Well, Trey Lance, Trey Lance got snaps. And unfortunately, the snap was in his. 
but i meant that they that even even with his struggles even with his struggles the 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 eagles stuck it out right last year and it didn't look pretty at times and they got their ass handed to them by the bucks in the playoffs but now look at them right and that was that was my hope for this season the the 2021 eagles genuinely were my hope for the 2022 49ers but i thought that they could be even better because this roster was better than the Eagles roster last year, but Jalen hurts, you know, went through his ups and ups and downs. They lived with his mistakes. They lived with the games that he looked like absolute garbage. And they lived with the games that he looked lights out and said, you know what? This is all for the greater good. And we got to see what we have in this kid. And we got to, we got, we just got to let him play. And I don't know. I, I I still think that regardless of how last season ended up, which was in an NFC championship game appearance, I still think that they would have been better off giving those reps to Trey Lance than the guy that they've been trying to get rid of since the end of the 2019 season. That's just, that's just me. Uh, speaking of that guy, um, uh, Al Sacco tweeted this out uh, actually last night, I think, or is earlier today. I'm not sure. But Jimmy Garoppolo started his career with the 49ers 19 and five. Great start, right? And that included the five games in 2017, the three games before he got injured in 2018, and then the 2019 season. Started 19 and five. Since then, since then, the 49ers are 12 and 10 since 2020. With Garoppolo starting, and Jimmy's thrown 18 interceptions and lost four fumbles in those 22 games. So 22 turnovers in 22 games, in 46 regular season starts as San Francisco's starter, Garoppolo's thrown 39 interceptions and lost nine fumbles, which is 48 total turnovers, 49 if you count the safety last night. Which means that he has more turnovers than games played as a starting quarterback. I don't think people need to continue to question why teams didn't trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. The league yeah. knows who he is. The league knows who Jimmy Garoppolo is. And that's who he is. Yikes. QB that's wins, good, baby. Man. QB wins, right? So he's still 31 and 15 with numbers like that, which to me again, just goes to show that while QB wins are important, right? Kyle Shanahan has lost a lot without Jimmy Garoppolo as a starting quarterback. Not every QB win is created equally. And the other thing that was frustrating about last night is everybody, I was told on Twitter a lot that the problem with Trey Lance is that he's not going to be able to be elite on third down like Jimmy Garoppolo is. What was the 49ers third down conversion rate? Did they convert? Did they convert night? one? I think there was zero. One of 10. One of 10. One of 10. They had 10 third downs. They converted one. Elite. Elite third down See, production. See, I've been, I've been, I've been thinking, I've been ever since you started with the beginning and you had that uh what was it something in denver it was debacle in denver 
debacle in Denver, I was like, I could do mediocre at mile high, but now I'm like, <laughs> it was, it was crap. So now I'm like meltdown at mile high, measly at, yeah. mi at mile high. Like it's just so bad. And dog shit in Denver. <laughs> it's so, oh, I'm, I'm just, it's, it was miserable at mile high. That's that's the best way to say it. It was. It definitely was. It was a miserable was. night. It was a miserable, now, miserable night. And now, yeah, we're looking at now. Kyle Shanahan said four to six weeks for Trent Williams with a high ankle sprain. Mm. I'm hard pressed to think that a human being who weighs 300 plus pounds and is relies on his mobility to be the elite tackle that he is. Uh, I'm hard pressed to think that four to six weeks is going to be long enough. Uh, they almost carted him off the field. Now, granted, he got up on his own power and he walked off with help. Right. He didn't look anything like Mac Jones did. Let's throw that out there. Yeah. Um, Mac Jones a, could take, he's a, <laughs> Mac Jones could a take some, he could take some, uh, some, some advice from, from Trent Williams from the silver back there about how to how to get yourself off the field even with a painful ankle injury. Uh, I'm not I'm not downplaying Jones's injury. I think he's going to be out a handful of weeks probably. Uh, but come on man. Anyway, so now we're moving forward into week 4, uh, a, a, an absolute must-win matchup against the Rams in San Francisco on Monday Night Football without Trent Williams, right? Now for what it's worth, and I tweeted this out earlier for what it's worth. The 49ers beat the Rams in LA in, in Levi South in week 18 last year with Colton McKivitz at left tackle and Tom Compton at right tackle. Yep. So they've done it, right? They've done it. They have now, now can they do it again I, here? And here's the thing. I, I think we're going to see a game very similar to the one that we just saw Sunday night. I think the first team to 20 is going to win that game. The The Rams just beat the Cardinals 20 to 12. And the Cardinals, they're not good. They're not. <laughs> they're not good. And the Rams got their soul removed from their body by Josh Allen in week one. Yeah. And then damn near lost to the Falcons in week two. I'm not, I, I'm not sold on the Rams at all. But, but they're getting, like, to me, they're getting, even though they're not great, they're getting better. Like, yeah. it seems like their season started super low and it's starting to, to trend in a more positive direction. For the 49ers, it was, it, it was low, then better, but still low because of the injury. And then mm -hmm. just basement. You just, I don't know if you can get, uh, can you see yeah. that down? Yeah. Awful. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so again, they've got, they've got a week from tonight to figure their shit out. And my question is, can they do it? And, and let's remember they started last season three and five and, and I don't want to be there again. That's not I a don't, good place to be. I, I don't either. And, 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 and the, the data is out there. The 49ers under Kyle Shanahan are a significantly 
better team in the second half of the NFL season than they are in the first. That's a problem in and of itself that should probably be explored. But regardless, mm. they are a significantly better team in the second half of the season. So last year, they started three and five, ended up in the NFC championship game. I do not. I do not want to go through a start like that again. Now, it's different. It's different in that Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, that's that's all you got, right? Unless, Brock Purdy. unless you believe in Brock Purdy, right? Number 13, he's no longer number 14. Number 13, Brock Purdy. Steve Bono's number. Nice. I genuinely think Brock Purdy is going to see the field this year. And I don't know if that's going to be because the season is lost because Jimmy Garoppolo just continues to play incredibly poorly or more likely than that. Jimmy Garoppolo misses time with injury because that's what Jimmy Garoppolo does. Hey, right now I saw this on the timeline. I saw it earlier. Jimmy Garoppolo for Derek Carr straight up. Let's do it. Who says no? I know, right? Like, I think the Raiders season is is I know obviously who says no. lost. I know who says no. The 49ers the, quite literally cannot afford Derek Carr and his contract. Well, so there's that. But restructure. Man, I don't know. That's, something. I, hey, things could always be worse. We could be Raiders fans. True. True. It's I despite instead the fact of Dolphins that, fans. Oh, the Dolphins. The Dolphins. <laughs> they got it going, man. Hey, our buddy Kevin. Man, good for him. He's been like feeding at the bottom of the tank for a very, very long time as a Dolphins fan. And finally, he's had three weeks to to be a happy NFL Absolutely. fan. Absolutely. Good for him. I, I, yeah, I am. I am. But here's the other thing. I'm a huge Bills fan as well. I love Josh Allen. I love the Bills. I love what yeah. they're doing. Um, I love watching them play. Yeah. I know I can't, you know, I also, I also love their color scheme and their uniforms. That's the other thing. Um, big aesthetics guy and Bill's and mafia Bill's aesthetic is yeah. Top notch. Their fan base um, is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. But I, like I said, I, I think, I think next week against the Rams is going to be another just defensive slugfest. I, I think, <sighs> I think this defense is could be legendary in terms of their production, oh. right? Uh, so far this season, uh, they have given up the least number of yards in the NFL and going into the week in which they will be credited with having given up 11 points stupid um stupid. they were third they were third in scoring defense i imagine that is going to go up uh i haven't checked so far uh after monday night which grateful for the the cowboys and the giants and that nonsense for tonight because it helps people forget about the what is it? Meltdown at mile high. But yeah. I, you've got the best defense in the NFL. 
obviously that is what you're going to have to ride to uh to to do anything this season but you're gonna have to do it without aziz alshire who's out probably eight weeks with an mcl sprain and which by the way you said earlier you had you when i texted you before the game and asked how you were feeling you said not great eric arm says not playing i said you really think he makes that much difference and you said in run defense yes and then you pointed out that the Denver run offense started to get going later in the game. I don't think it's a coincidence that that happened after Aziz Alshair went out of the game and Demetrius Flanagan Foles came in. I think I, I imagine we're going to see probably Oren Burks uh, in that role moving forward and not Flanagan fouls. Um, but we'll see. But this defense, like I said, it's, it's, stacking up to be to be legendary but the offense has got to do something they've got to do something we'll right? see that the offense has to contribute if the defense is going to be legendary because the defense can't sure. do it all on their own because they can't be on the field as much as they were it was two thirds to like one third in terms of time of possession and play. Like it was ridiculous. The amount of plays, the more plays that the Denver Broncos had than the 49ers, despite the fact that the 49ers had dominated the entire game. It's great. Like it just, the defense can't sustain that type of effort and that much burden for the rest of the season and be as legendary and be as, sort of as top tier as as you would think they can be with the amount of talent, scheme, coaching, everything that they have on the defensive side of the ball. The 49ers offense has to has to sustain drives. Running game has to get going and Jimmy Garoppolo just needs to be st- I'm not even going to say spectacular, I'm going to say steady in Santa Clara for this next week. Yeah. Yeah. St- that's all I want. Is steady. The the 49ers have the top pass defense in the NFL. They have the top rush defense in the NFL. And they have the top scoring defense in the NFL. Not bad. Not for long. If Not the bad. offense can't get going. Not for long. Exactly. Exactly. How do you feel? How do you feel after after this this uh, therapy session? Feel a little bit better. I'm glad we're we're sponsored by El Jefe. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> El Jefe is what's going to get us through this season uh, because it's not going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. No, <laughs> no, it's really not. Uh, anything else before we no. uh, cheese on out of here? Let's get out of here, man. This has been a. Uh, I feel worse after this hour i'm gonna be oh, honest no. i don't i don't oh, feel be- no. i don't feel any better i didn't work any any issues out i'm still as as melancholy as i was last night it's just i like everything that we talked about from kyle shanahan in, in his comments to jimmy garoppolo's comments to trent williams being hurt to aziz alshair being hurt to i mean Give me some positives. Give me something good. 
Tell me something good. The NFC sucks. That's the it. NFC that, West is not that great. We but we suck again. That's oh, we suck again. That's all we got, man. Like, <laughs> let's let's just hope that we are not the most sucky team next week. Like, if that's my like, is that where we're at? Cool. All right. Yay. Hey, here's the silver lining for next week. Aaron Donald's father, Daniel Brunskill, maybe back. Oh, did you <laughs> have you have you watched him play? He's so good. Aaron Donald or Daniel Brunskill? Aaron Donald. He's oh yeah, he's so he's good. Ju- he's just he's so ridiculously good. It's it's not even. It's irritating. It's, it's irritating. An... I'm I'm out. <laughs> Bye everybody. <laughs> All right. On that positive note, uh, we will be back uh, to discuss that Rams game. Uh, hopefully, it's what's a win for. Give our me a 49ers. give me your prediction. Where do you, what's your prediction? If oh, we're not man. if we're not going to do another one this week, what do you got? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 2017 San Francisco. Okay. First team to 20 wins. I. 2113 LA 2113 okay. LA. okay I just don't I just don't see this defense giving up 21 to an ailing Matthew Stafford and oh, the, a team oh there's a that has, oh there's a there's a pick six in there somewhere okay fair enough fair enough there's a there's a pick six for sure got it got it that makes more sense I get that yeah. I understand that so it would have been 14 13 <laughs> however however right Right on. Yeah. (laughs) All right. For Tim Sprinkles, I am Brian Rennick. Fins up, baby.